Blog Talk Radio. Well, thank you, thank you to all the hundred children who are joining me this evening for We Show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. This year, the Queen Quet head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad that Hunter taught him not robbery for joining we right show upon We Station, where we the gee upliftment to the living legacy and to pay ancestral homage each and every Monday, right here, 7 p.m. EST. So, as we always do, all we want to open up this year's show this evening for truth and just let you know that we say thank you, thank you to you. This is your day because of the World Water Day. We taught them not robbery, but give a moment of silence. All of we ancestors were did it. And it's your thing. We call the Mel Passage. Ashe. 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 Well, we're so glad that all the hundred children take this your time on World Water Day. For come here for we show Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio this year, the Queen Quet Head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad that I hunted to tune in one more again to we station. Well, you know, and thing like that, I'm so glad for Dave Van Allen and thing like that, some water to do all around we all this year time. But we're not taking for granted at all, because we know plenty of places around the world where the children wish they had water and thing like that, especially fresh water and thing for swallow down and thing. And they ain't got them tall, tall. They ain't got no well and thing. None of this year. And so we're so glad for this year. But just like the water could heal, red, God, the water can take things down. So this year, day, this year ain't no time for play-play. Because it's truly a thing that we need for study about. When we celebrate World Water Day in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst 
are times when we don't take climate action and things like that. So for make sure all of them, one way to get me all around the world and thing, or sound why to crack my teeth up, I'm going to speak this way because I want to make sure that all my international listeners and everybody truly understand the value of the Gullah Geechee Nation participating in, commemorating, celebrating World Water Day in the midst of a pandemic while we're taking climate action. Now, it's critical that each and every March 22nd, since we became aware of it, that we participate in this particular day honoring water along with the rest of the world. Now, I know that many of you all would say, well, wow, that's interesting to honor water. Well, even as part of the spiritual practices of African peoples go, many of us honor water. Now, many people who have come down to the Gullah Geechee Nation, you've gone to Oyotunji African Village that got built here in the nation. If you go in that village, you immediately, you're going inland, you're going into a wooded area. But there are shrines to Oshun, for instance, who in Nigeria is seen as the Orisha of the river, okay? So this is one of the parts of the pantheon that represent purity, fertility, love, sensuality, that she evokes, or one might say invokes even, in those who carry that spirit. And there's Yamaya, who is considered, and many of you who've seen me live have heard me do the story of the water lady and water spirit, well, one might believe that that is a story honoring Yamaya, who is the major spirit associated with water, okay? So, again, the rivers, and, of course, because we're here literally in the Atlantic Ocean, even the ocean, and how does that touch us? How does it get embodied? So within spiritual practices like Christianity, of course, the waters mean a great deal to us because you are then cleansed in the water through baptism. So the water will represent then you being submerged, the old spirit, the flesh spirit being submerged and dying so that the spirit that rises is that within the Holy Spirit that you are born a new creature and that you now behave differently. You are transformed by the renewing of your minds. And if you are watch Zooming In on Sustainability on Wednesdays or if you subscribe to TV, if you don't, you should do it now. It's free. So G-U-L-L-A-H. G-E-E-C-H-E-E, ain't no I and Geechee for the week, GullahGeechee.tv, subscribe for free. But our episode last week where I had guests on, we talked about these aspects and things of spirituality. So now when it comes down to World Water Day for me, I take in all of these various ways, including the libation ceremonies that are part of our spirituality, that are part of our duality, one might say, in living as African people on North American soil, indigenous people and in North American soil that actually is island coastal, that soil, 
not the inland parts where some are nowhere near water, where there are total deserts. So when I think about visiting our kinsfolk, the Afro-Seminoles, the black Seminoles, and going across bridges that said such and such river on the sign, but looking down and there was no water below me, that really left an indelible mark on my mind because it caused me to value water all the more. And it's probably why I even drink more water nowadays than I used to because I started to value water all the more. And I've hosted so many groups over the decades from the, via the U.S. State Department and the partnership that we have with them here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And I remember having a group of Latin leaders and activists together, and as some might say, Latinx now. And they were from various countries. And the thing that they loved was when I took them out to the ocean. And we went to a point where we could actually see the ocean in one direction, but you could see the marsh and the creek or the river in another direction. It's kind of one of those intersecting points. And we stood there together, and they was like, this, the water is the new gold. And I thought about it immediately because, of course, with us in the Gullah Geechee Nation being known as black gold, black cargo, that richness that we have. For someone to mention gold, it always sticks with me. It always stands out. It's memorable. So I know that they mean it as a richness. They also mean it as something people will want to take. They'll want to mine it out from you. And then I visited some years later. I visited Colorado, and I've been to all 50 states in the United States. I've been blessed to do that, thank God. And I would have finished my continents had not Rona shown up. So here it is that in going to all 50 states, I've encountered everything from the driving across the bridges and the water under it to finding out that people could not even use their own rain barrels in their own yards at their own homes without potentially getting fined for doing so. When I was told that in Colorado, I first thought they were punking me. There used to be a show called Punked. I thought it was being punked or it was they clowning, whatever way you want to put it. And they were like, no, we're very serious. And when they said that there, it harkened me back to that conversation standing here in the Gullah Geechee Nation with these international visitors and seeing their faces as we just gazed out with so much peace looking at all this water. So as we approach the coming hurricane season, our fifth season here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, thinking about water takes on a lot of aspects. And that includes how much of it blows around during a hurricane. And then people have to get bottled water because what's also blowing around in the water is not something you want to ingest. It makes me think about this time of year. I just came in from planting several hours, spent several hours out enjoying the spring day, literally planting seeds for this season. And I could have kept going, but I knew I had to come inside to get things done online. So I said, well, I'm going to pace out the rest of the planting but I was walking around a puddle of water 
because it rained so hard on yesterday. So Saturday was cool. Yesterday was rainy. And today it became warm, and the next few days it's supposed to get hotter and hotter. So where when it was very cool, the amount of water that came down yesterday would just sit up on the land for days. But because it got so warm today, the sun helped to transform the water into the steam to dry, start drying out the earth. But it was just enough there that was perfect for me to go ahead and plant the seeds, put in fertilizer, plant the seeds, and start opening up the beds to other other parts of the bed so that I can go out there and rapidly put in the next set of seeds and so on and so forth. So I think about the dew that's there early in the morning, but how this time of year the sun gets out early enough and by noon that dew is gone. Everything becomes dry. And then if the wind starts blowing, then all the dust gets everywhere. And with the pollen, and you start wishing for more water, for rain, for it to rinse the pollen off, for it to rinse it into the earth. Like what I saw left as tracks of pollen all around the puddle of water that I walked around. But as I walked around that puddle of water, I also thought about how I was thankful that we had higher ground because if we didn't, that puddle of water would simply be a flooded field and we wouldn't be able to continue to grow our own food. So water is a health issue for multiple reasons right now. It could destroy the seeds if you plant it too early or flood your field. It could feed your seeds if it's just the right amount and the right kind, as in fresh water, not salt water. It could destroy your field if it gets caught up in the hurricane winds and then it is salt water coming in and inundate agricultural land. Fine if it's salt water and you're going out to harvest the fish. It's perfect. That's what you want. But then also the ocean now and the waters there are faced with dealing with the ocean acidifying. So all these different thoughts started racing through my mind about the various ways that water plays a part in terms of food security and human health because we are made of 70% water, they say. So it amazes me how many people are still unaware of this day, World Water Day. You could pretty much celebrate it by just celebrating yourself and drinking a nice, fresh, clean, clear bottle of water. You could honor the ancestors by pouring a libation to them before you do. So as I prepared to come on the air tonight, I said, well, let me see, because I know most of the international days that we celebrate have themes. And so I wanted to find out if the worldwaterday.org group had put together a theme for this year and what it was that they were promoting. And so as soon as you get to World Water Day's page, of course now we see a hashtag of World Water Day, and you see valuing water. 
And this is what it says. Water means different things to different people. This conversation is about what water means to you. How is water important to your home and family life, your livelihood, your cultural practices, your well-being, and your local environment? So immediately I would smiled because I said, well, that's all of what I intended to talk about tonight, how water is important to my home. These sea islands, the Gullah Geechee Nation from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida. How water is who we be. As I always say, the land that we family and the water with that we bloodline. So how is that important to my home? I would not have a home if water was to continue to rise as they're saying the sea levels are doing and it overflowed all of these sea islands. So my family life wouldn't exist. But that family life right now does because even last Saturday at the Gullah Geechee Garden, we were able to celebrate with what? Seafood, fish fry, and oyster rolls way up on the high land. But we had to go to the quick show for getting fuss, for Nambon. So our very livelihood depends on the water. It depends on the water being healthy and depends on our cultural practices being healthy, which applies to my well-being. Because if the well-being of the local environment is unhealthy, so is my community. However Mother Earth goes, so do we. And I don't think that too many of us pay as close attention to that reality as we should. That even if you live inland, the coastal areas should be important to you, especially if you're a person that loves seafood, especially if you're a person who loves fresh vegetables and real food, not what the U.S. Food and Drug Administration classify as food-like substances, those things that are found in boxes and bags on shelves but never grew up out of land, never was caught still swimming around in the waters. And so it's critical now that we all begin to think about all those things. How is water important to you? How is water important to your home? How is water important to your family life, your livelihood, your cultural practices, your well-being, your local environment? As I've traveled around the world the questions of what to do in regard to climate action as sea levels rise is a major one. How do you finance the infrastructure necessary to raise buildings, and can they all be raised? What happens with historic sites, whether it's still the cultural and historic integrity is intact, if you raise the foundation and raise the edifice so that it could sustain itself for the next 50, 100 years? Oh, yeah, oops, those 50 and 100-year flood maps, we now found out, right, that the 50, 100-year projection number is inaccurate because we're seeing those things happening now, a couple of years after they've been made, not 50 years later, definitely not 100 years later. So what do we do? to ensure that we have livelihoods and we have cultural practices that can be sustained. Well, we all need to be more concerned about what we do on land 
even on World Water Day. Because whatever we do on land will at some point infect, affect, and impact the waterways. We've seen this time and time again. And so I've been doing hurricane prep throughout the day. In addition to working in the field, we were having the ditch dug out so that in the event that we get deluge rains once again, that the water can move. Water finds its own level. But now if the land has become leveled with the king tide, then believe me, the water is going to overflow onto the land. Now what did we have along the coastline? What is there that when that water goes out, it might take it with it? Is it Spartina grass? Or is it the trees? Or is it some man-made something, whether that be a dock, whether that be a house, whether that be a pool? I have literally seen people build pools into the beach, and we're here at the Atlantic Ocean. No concern, no logic. You already have water. Go out into it. Go into the natural waters instead of something chlorine-filled. But here it is that people have been impacting water since they've been here. And now when water responds and impacts us, people want to scream and holler like the sky is falling. Or is it that we just don't want to change our actions? Because for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction along the same line. That's science. And science is saying that our waters are changing. Salinity where it shouldn't be, acidification where it should not be. These are concerns. And these concerns go back to time to food security because in certain areas, certain species used to thrive and they're not anymore. They have the good sense to migrate, to try to sustain themselves. There's a flow to everything. And that's why I love water. And so it's interesting that the Creator has had me in this boat unintended for the last several days, not only in regard to what I mentioned with the fish fry and the oyster rolls, the Gullah Geechee Garden with our Gullah Geechee Fishing Association members, and we were happy to be celebrating the 11th anniversary of the association, but also the Friday right before. For those of you who tuned in with us to the film screening and discussion of the human element, it was a very powerful discussion with South Carolina interface leaders and activists. Everyone had different elements to discuss, and it started with the element of water. And I was the opener for this entire thing and presentation about water and what it does. And so as we went through the four elements that folks usually talk about, ended up at the fifth one, the human element, and how the human element 
is impacting the other God-given elements. Not that humans aren't God-given, but if humans are supposed to be the stewards of the earth, recall that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That fullness ought happen, that prosperity ought happen on land and in water. And I truly believe that the scripture that talks, the biblical scripture that talks about the righteous called turning away from their wicked ways, crying out to God, God hearing us, and that God would heal the land is a true thing. But how many of us have had the centering, the presence of being, the presence of thought to do that prayer over the last year when in the midst of a pandemic, water became a central element, like we talked about in that discussion, the human element. Because now people thought about and valued having not just drinking water, but bathing water, water to wash your hands multiple times a day. And if you lived in the Western world, no big deal. Hopefully your mama had already raised you right, and this wasn't a new thing for you. We know a lot of folks, it has become a new thing for you. I start seeing the slackness already settling back in with some. But now here it is that you start thinking about the villages in various countries of the world, but in particular in the motherland for us, that don't have wells that they have to go miles out of the way to get water. And mother, children, everybody that can carry something will need to have vessels to be able to walk this water back miles away. Or we've seen images of those who are blessed to have bikes or scooters and how they manage to balance themselves with huge containers on the left and the right of the bike and sometimes on top of their head and still ride with this gold, this sacred element, this water, this part of you that I know want to be for truth. And so here it is that in the midst of a pandemic or a plandemic, as it's being called, look how much more critical water became. Think about us during the hurricane season and why people have to rush out and think of ways that they're going to be able to have water with them. So as we celebrate World Water Day, this should be a time of reflection, time where we truly sit back and think about that which we value as well as that which we take for granted. Because wherein I can, I'm blessed to go and I could turn on a faucet right now. Not everybody around the world could do that. Not everybody will cross a bridge like I do all the time in the Gullah Geechee Nation and actually have water under the bridge. And that's a statement, right? Oh, that's water under the bridge. We have those statements because we take for granted that you have a bridge, you would have it over water. Well, now it's almost like the song, like a bridge over troubled water. 
but I will lay me down. So it's interesting to celebrate World Water Day here in the Gullah Geechee Nation and to have an opportunity to, of course, give thanks once again for being a person of the islands, but to then know that there's water there in the field. They are helping, God willing, the seeds that just went in to grow. And so being outside all day, I didn't sit in and listen to what they were doing at the U.N., but I want to share with you what they have as the U.N. Secretary General's message for World Water Day. And he says, this year's World Water Day with the theme Valuing Water asks, what does water mean to me? The value of water is profound and complex. There's no aspect of sustainable development that does not fundamentally rely upon it. For me, water means protection, a well-managed water cycle, encompassing drinking water, sanitation, hygiene, wastewater, transboundary governance, the environment, and more means a defense against ill health and indignity and a response to challenges from a changing climate and increasing global demand. This World Water Day, we want to record and understand as many views as possible so decision makers are better informed and equipped to safeguard this human right for every person and every purpose. Today, we are not on track to ensure everyone has access to water and sanitation by 2030 as set out in the Sustainable Development Goal 6. While advances being made, current progress needs to quadruple to achieve universal access. Chronic underinvestment in water and sanitation disadvantages and harms vast numbers of people. This is unacceptable. I'm encouraged by the joint statement signed by some 160 countries during the UN high-level meeting on water on the 18th of March. This shows a strong commitment to advancing all water-related aspects of the Sustainable Development Goals. On this World Water Day, let us commit to intensifying effort to truly valuing water so all may have equitable access to this most precious resource. Now, you notice he mentioned the UN Sustainable Development Goals, often referred to as the UN SDGs. And the Gullah Geechee Nation has been participating in it the entire time since they were announced. Now, it's very interesting how I haven't heard much in the United States about the U.S. participation in the U.N. SDGs. And I know we're in the midst of a pandemic now, but these were out before then. So why is it that I hadn't heard them talk about it? Well, let's go down the list so that you'll know what they are and understand what's connected to water. Number one, no poverty. Number two, zero hunger. Number three, good health and well-being. Number four, quality education. Number five, gender equality. Number six, clean water and sanitation. Number seven, affordable and clean energy. Number eight, decent work and economic growth. Number nine, industry innovation and infrastructure. Number 10, reduced inequalities. Number 11, sustainable cities and communities. 
Number 12, responsible consumption and production. Number 13, climate action. Number 14, life below water. Number 15, life on land. Number 16, peace, justice, and strong institutions. Number 17, partnership for the goals. I want to go back to the top. Now, let's see if I can sort of play a little game here with y'all. So, number one, no poverty. So, if we had no poverty, then maybe all these communities that don't have access to proper drinking water, to clean water, like Flint, Michigan, in the United States is one prime example, like what they did in Aiken, South Carolina, to the community, very similar to what was done in Flint, Michigan. This may not be an issue. If there were no poverty, then people would not continue to have to struggle in their communities but not just be taken advantage of in ways that they were unaware until people start dying because of what's going on, because of the poisons in the water. All right, zero hunger. Again, I mentioned seafood connected to water. That connects back to what can you eat. If we had sustainable fisheries, we could help with some aspects of making sure there was zero hunger. Good health and well-being. Yes, if you have a good, healthy, strong body, it's likely one that's supported by you drinking clean water. Don't care how much juice you love, like me. I don't care how much other nice taste and sweet stuff you want to swallow. You need to drink clear water. Keep the body functioning properly, especially within those first 30 minutes of waking up in the morning. You should go ahead and drink a whole bottle of water before you start drinking all that other stuff people are addicted to, like coffee. Okay, number four, quality education. If we have proper nutrients, we are not hungry. We are not impoverished, just fighting for your life daily. You can think better if there's no poverty in the community. The likelihood that you would attract educators that can successfully educate is a little greater, okay? So that goes back to then having good health and well-being in the community if you have the more properly educated people in the community. The more people are educated about the importance of water on all these fronts that we're talking about, the more likely they would be to appreciate and respect the water. And then when we talk about gender equality, all this stuff has to happen regardless of what somebody's gender is. So we need to just learn to live in balance and be at peace with all man and woman, okay? Clean water and sanitation. Well, that's we need not explain that, right? We're on this subject of water. Number seven, affordable and clean energy. There are folks that I have seen at the Global Climate Action Summit that have mechanisms have machinery that they design to try to harness the power of water for renewable energy sources. This is something that can be considered as we're talking about greening the world and reaching these sustainable development goals and reaching what's need to be done in the Paris Accord. And that could lead to decent work and economic growth in a lot of communities where those things have subsided, especially during this pandemic. Industry and innovation and infrastructure is that which could provide for ways that even if you build things in the future, you don't build things that are harmful to the natural bodies of water, the rivers, the lakes, the oceans. Once again, the greening infrastructure is part of the new industries and innovations 
that can lead to more decent work and economic growth, especially in the clean energy and sanitation fields. And there should be all people in it. So, therefore, you have gender equality going in. But we have to have quality education about these scientific things to be able to do that so that number 10 can happen when we reduce inequalities amongst all the people. And the more we reduce inequalities we and poverty, people wouldn't be hungry, and people's health and well-being would be better because a lot of the inequalities cause a lot of stress, which is killing the people. So we come back to water. You're sweating all the time because you're running for your life. Sustainable cities and communities are some of the major places that this needs to be done. We need to have cities that are sustainable. If the cities were sustainable, people wouldn't have just wanted to leave out their lock, stock, and barrel from during the pandemic. All these people picked up and left their apartments, left the cities, tried to get to beach towns. If they had two homes, they were out at the, at the extra one that they felt was out by the water. And then it's not sustainable if you have this overpowering for all year where people are only expecting it for a season because then that ends up with other infrastructure issues. So how do we sustain all communities? We have to have a balance of all these things we've already mentioned, and we have to have responsible consumption and production. And that is not something that Americans think about at all. That's not something Westerners think about. It's responsible. That word right there, you just don't say the curse. Then consumption, responsible consumption, when Americans are known as consumers around the world, but they're not known as those who are producers. So now if we're going to talk about having responsible consumption and production, why not have that production be green infrastructure? That would be being responsible and be heading toward the next one, climate action. See, because I would say we're taking responsibility for not only the current generation and the actions we take now, but also for how we leave the world to the next generation so that they still have what? Life below water, sea creatures, and life on land, their own lives as well as the animals, the wildlife. I know some of us want to live the wildlife, but we're not talking about you. We're talking about the other creatures that don't just talk, all right? Here it is, that if we did all this, peace, justice, and strong institutions would be easy to have. So why don't we all do the last one, partnership for the goals? Why don't we all join in partnership? to achieve these 17 goals in the next nine years. Now, I know y'all say, y'all need to back that number up in it because it's pandemic. Well, no, maybe we need to ramp up what we should have been doing in the first place when they first came out with the UN SDGs. They didn't come out with them overnight. But these countries weren't willing to put up, and many of them wouldn't shut up, What they did was they invested in propaganda campaigns to distract people away from the real issue, and they disrupted the flow. So now it's time for us to get in the flow of how we can sustain water by what we do on land. 
by how we become more responsible, by how we live up to what we were created for, which is to be stewards of the land, not destructioners of the land. And so food security has become a major discussion I've heard over and over again, as well as environmental sustainability, adaptation, and resilience. Many people are getting more and more away from talking to me about adaptation as much as they are now wanting to know about sustainability and how they can do that for the long haul and the long run and so that they can feel resiliency in. Well, as one that lives on the coast that has all the aforementioned things going on that water does positively and one might say negatively, that heal and that can harm. Resilience is not something teachable. Some people are built for it, and they can, quote, unquote, adapt rapidly, and others succumb. They don't adapt. They fall apart. They don't have the resolve for resilience. So it's a lived experience to be a resilient person. It's a lived experience to value that which you are in the midst of. It's a choice what you do when you recognize the value of something. Whether you still cast it away, treasure it, that becomes a choice. So what do you choose today? Are you choosing to be a person who, by just your individual actions, you don't have to join nothing, you don't have to be at the UN or anything like that. But out of 17 things, is something resonated with your spirit, especially the ones that regard water, and I just pointed out how basically they all really do, okay, because even life on land, it can't survive without water. All of us still need water to drink. So here it is, if we resolve ourselves on this World Water Day to say, I just in my own personal life, in my own family, in my own household, on my own property, I'm going to do, let's say, these top three things out of 17 and prioritize what those three would be out of these 17 goals. We could help the world if we all each in our respective places took some responsibility for our consumption, collaborated with somebody else who does the same, and then pick one of those other SDGs up there. We could all get in this flow. And the more that we change the land for the better and Mother Earth starts smiling and feeling good again, the quicker we could go to life where we all get out here and embrace again and hug again and get in crowds again. But we all going to still need water to wash our hands, to drink, to cook, to bathe, to dance in when it rains. We're going to need water so that there's not only food security but human security human adaptability, 
human sustainability, cultural continuation, resilience is what my community embodies here in the Gullah Geechee Nation from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida. People have tried to write us off, write us out for generations. But we the Binya and we in the Guayana with all all. So thank God the water to bring we the water to take we back. And it's your time. When the trouble is your water. So what do I do? Huh? And this trouble and time come to you. So think for World Water Day, we all need to go back. Look at those questions. Even if you just journal it and you don't necessarily make a recording and upload it or anything, be a great thing to do. Since everybody's so camera happy these days, you might want to make a recording. You might want to put something on your on IG or on Facebook Live to talk about what you did or considered doing in these last few hours of World Water Day. To pray God, unlike with those bridges that I cross with no water, is I pray the water ain't going nowhere. I pray it's here for a considerable amount of time. But what can we do? I think that I've just given a lot of outlines to you. The choice is now up to you. So if you're interested and you want to go back and revisit this, go to worldwaterday.org, worldwaterday.org, and you can look. There's a link. There's a learn link there. You can go ahead and look at that, and you'll see the questions I read to you. You'll also see the toolkit for World Water Day, and you'll see the United Nations World Water Development Report about valuing water. You'll even see water and sanitation. Accelerate is the message for that. And then they have a public campaign to see what did people say, okay, and because folks have been tagging their social media about World Water Day. And so there's a whole, they have over 6,000 social media conversations, they said. And then what World Water means to a lot of different communities, it's all there. You can take a look and see that under the Learn tab. And under the Share tab, they also have a whole section of different things, the toolkit and the apps and all of that and branded materials and even certificates and things of that nature that they have. And I might have to look back at that one later myself. I love certificates. And then there's an act feature. So if you click on it, they let you know about some conversations that's going on in real time that you can go ahead and be a part of and you can act in conjunction with things that are popping up from the Twitter feed in various languages from around the world, the ways that people are focused on World Water Day and how you can be a part of it. And so definitely, you know, although we commemorate it, celebrate it with the rest of the world on March 22nd, when you live on the island, World Water Day is every day. So right here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, yeah, and it's so special and thing like that. This year is something for we crack we every day and thing like that. Because we also are from islands, I think a lot of times we take it for granted. 
that the water will be here forever. And that's why I'm always reminded of crossing bridges and there was no river below. And how much I wish I could have been bewitched, I tell people, and twitch my nose and drop a whole gang of Gullah Geechis right there with me so they could take a look, so that they would realize and understand we should not take the water we have for granted at no time. Water is the gold, and water is gold. So I appreciate each and every one of you that each and every week take the time out for Yeti, what we the crack we teach about you, and they're going to get your nation and read us for celebrate these special day and things like that with me. And we still want to salute one more time, the Oman with D.L. John and things like that, yeah, because it is still Women's Her Story Month. It is still Black Women's Her Story Month. So big salute once again to all the women and Definitely enjoyed last week of Zooming in on sustainability. We did an episode called Black Women Renew You. If you missed it, please, again, go to GullahGeechee.tv. GullahGeechee.tv, you can subscribe for free. G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E. All right, ain't no iron Geechee for the week. Also, on a weekly basis, follow GullahGeecheeNation.com, GullahGeecheeNation.com. That way you keep up with the events, the activities, the action alerts that we are doing because we have several things, including still fighting off the sand mine attempts in numerous parts of the Gullah Geechee Nation because, again, if we allow the sand mining to happen, that has negative impacts on the waterway and lowers our water quality. If it lowers our water quality, it lowers our environmental sustainability and our cultural sustainability and our quality of life. So this is important and vital. So if you're following GullahGeecheeNation.com, you're following at GullahGeechee on Twitter, at GullahGeechee on Instagram, you'll see us posting more about that throughout the remainder of the month because that issue is not over there in Ondal. We have not heard anything yet going forward about the Fusky, which is good, um, but we never know. These are all things that folks are kind of sitting on and waiting them out, and then we hear this. And same thing with Bay Point. And all of these things impact and affect our water and cultural sites and cultural and natural resources. And so it's important for us to do our due diligence and remain very actively engaged in opposing destruction projects, overbuilding, sand mining, these types of things that would come to now destroy the environment, and then the folks who already got paid for the land, they're out of here. They're leaving this stuff for us to have to contend with and deal with. And so you ain't going to be able to reverse that. Only God can. But why give God more work to do? Okay? Just because we don't know how to act. All right. So definitely we appreciate each and every one of you, all the new members of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. If you... I have to renew your membership, or if you want to join, you can join from anywhere in the world and be a member or supporter of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition who continues to fight for the land rights, human rights, and water rights for our people who are Gullah Geechee around the world. So go to gullahgeechee.net, gullahgeechee.net, and you can see the information there. You can pay for dues at gullahgeechee.biz. Gullah Geechee dot B-I-Z. 
So definitely we appreciate each and every one of our new members that have joined us this year and appreciate you listening in to this show. If you want to replay this show, you can either listen to it again through blogtalkradio.com slash Gullah or you can go to iTunes or what is now Apple Music and under podcast look for Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio and you can subscribe for free. So thank you, thank you to all the hundred children. We'll be to share this show on your social media and uh, embed them and the blog them and things like that and read of us. All on the chilling we've been unsubscribed, all these airs and things. We've done been here eight years and things like that with this broadcast. We're so glad for that. And that on the chilling still a Yeti we all around the world. So you can go to iTunes, download it, and that way if you go out and do exercises in the outdoors, now the spring is here, you can always listen to the shows and so forth. And so it's always wonderful to have opportunities to celebrate these particular days like this that are wonderful days to be outdoors while we also sit and ponder the value of not just today, but of something that has sustained us and think about how we can sustain it. And so definitely appreciate all the folks around the world who take the time out to celebrate World Water Day because as an islander, Believe me, we appreciate all the world celebrating this element with all of we. And, again, I want to just thank the Sustaining Way and the South Carolina Interface Power and Light Group for inviting me last Friday. And I encourage all of you, if you have not yet seen the documentary, The Human Element, and you have an opportunity to see it, please do. It's a very powerful film about climate action, and that's what we need, and that's what's there on World Water Day at the top of their page. Act. Learn, share, and act. How do we get together? Trust me. If we know how to act, (laughs) a new healthy world will be a fact. If we know how to act, a new healthy world will be a fact. So I appreciate all of you taking the time out to journey with all of us and also for our sponsors, the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. Thank you, thank you. If you want to send in any comments or questions, send them to gogeeko at aol.com, G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at aol.com, G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at aol.com. So thank you, thank you, all a hundred chillin' for thinking I'm not robbery, for take out this year time, for join me, hunter know who this year be. This year Queen Quet, head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad that hunter chillin to join me one more again. You're at Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. So y'all stay safe, stay healthy, and be blessed. Enjoy the rest of World Water Day. And rattle us all the woman out China. Enjoy the rest of we month. Woman her story month. Black woman her story month. The woman month. But true, you know how we do. We say thank you, thank you to all of you. Peace and blessings, everybody, whoever hunna be.
With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.